Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Well, now somebody said, well, yeah, but now I knew so and so, but you see, you've got to claim the blessing. Did you ever stop to think about it? The new birth, the remission of sins belongs to the worst wretch that lives in this city. It's theirs. Why don't they have it? It's either because they don't know it, haven't heard about it, or else they heard about it and rejected it. The same thing's true here. It's because folks haven't heard and Satan takes advantage of them. God said in his word, my people perish or destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue this series, Love, The Way to Victory by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. And I thought about Clint and Sarah, you know, Utterback, graduates of Rama. They, they uh, you know, were, went with us. And Clint would sing. And they went across Canada in the summer, and then in the fall, while they started in their home in Hackensack. We used to call them Utterback and Hackensack. <laughs> New Jersey. Started in their home, outgrew that, rented a place. And then they bought just two years ago, two years and four months ago. They see, they kept saving up money until they had a, a million and a half dollars in the building fund. And they bought a dinner theater over in Manunette, New York. And, and spent a million and a half on it. Just stripped the thing out and redone the inside of it. And they paid a million down. So they owed a million and a half on the building then. And they just, we just talked to them the other day and said we just paid it all. In two years and four months time, we paid four million dollars. And all we've got is clear. But what if they hadn't taken that step? God couldn't have blessed them because they didn't do anything. Amen. Folks want to be blessed, but you've got to do something to get blessed. Amen. They don't do anything, so they don't get blessed. But they did something. That other bunch didn't do anything, so they didn't get blessed. A curse fell on them. Amen. Think about that. Sure, you can say, well, they owed a million this. They spent a million and a half redoing the thing. Beautiful church. I went up and dedicated it. Filled the thing up. Seat 3,200. Well, you can seat 3,250 people. And you, you could crowd in 3,500 easy enough because you could set chairs all the way around because it's in the round. But the last night, we had 4,300 and some odd. We had people out on the parking lot watching them a closed circuit television. Praise God. Amen. Well, thank God. No, that's not what that meant. But to love one another, that's a debt that we love everybody, is to love one another. And that's a debt you'll never get paid. Amen? To love one another. For he that loveth another, now notice this, look at that 8th verse of that 13th chapter of Romans. He that loveth another hath done what? Now what did God say to Israel? Keep my commandments, my statutes, I'll take sickness away from the midst of you. That's the commandment, that's the law of the old covenant. But he said, he that loveth another has fulfilled the law. Then I fulfill the law, but I don't get the same blessing. Rather than that, I get the curse. Because you can read there in the Old Testament, 28th chapter Deuteronomy, and he said, all of these curses shall come on you. And he enumerates 11 different diseases, and finally said, also every disease and every sickness is not written in the book of this law. Are you listening? So I, I walk in love, and the curse comes on me. And I go through life cursed. I go through life sick and afflicted. Don't make sense, does it? It would have been better. Think about what we lost by Jesus coming and dying. It would have been better if he hadn't have come. 
We could all become Jewish proselytes, couldn't we? Gentiles did, didn't they? And becoming a Jewish proselyte, there would have been a possibility of us. We could have had the potentiality of never being sick. But no, Jesus came and died and shed his blood. And now then we can't even, we can keep the same law. And if we walk in love, we fulfill the law, but we don't get the same blessing. We get the curse instead of the blessing. Oh, no, 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 no. Why, it looks to me like 12-year-old kid, one and a half cent, no better than that. (laughs) Now, let's go on read. Let's read so you'll know it. Look at the ninth verse again. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. Now, notice. And if there be any other commandment, if there's any more besides this, and they are, you know that. But listen, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Notice the 10th verse. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Well, then I walk in love, I fulfill the law then the blessing should be mine, shouldn't it? Amen. Amen. Well, now somebody said, well, yeah, but now I knew so-and-so, but you see, you've got to claim the blessing. Did you ever stop to think about it? The new birth, the remission of sins belongs to the worst wretch that lives in this city. It's theirs. Why don't they have it? It's either because they don't know it, haven't heard about it, or else they heard about it and rejected it. The same thing's true here. It's because folks haven't heard and Satan takes advantage of them. God said in his word, my people perish or destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. If you don't know it, Satan take advantage of it. If you did hear it and didn't accept it, Satan will take advantage of you. Though you're a child of God, these blessings don't fall on you just like ripe cherries off of a tree. Now again, let's go to that fifth chapter of Galatians. We read it a while ago. We'll read it again. Because he reiterates it. That 14th verse of the 5th chapter of Galatians. For all of the law. How much of it? How much of it? All All the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. What is it? Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. How many do that? Not many that I know of. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. I've observed this. I saw this truth. I may not have preached it as I should, but I saw this truth years ago. And, and uh, I've never been attacked physically or sick. Now, you, you, know, you understand this, that a person can act stupid you know, be hot and sweaty and go out in cold weather without your top coat on, not take care of yourself, then you've got to repent of your stupidity before you can believe God. Now, I've had something like that to happen to me a time or two. If I'd have listened to God and my wife, it'd have been so much better off. <laughs> Amen. Now, something like that happens. You understand that. Or my wife tell me, you ought to eat that. She tastes it. She has a better taster and a smeller too than I do. It don't smell right. They don't taste. You ought to eat that. And I ate it anyhow. And I got sick at my stomach. And then I had to repent of my stupidity. Asked her to forgive me. Asked the Lord to forgive me. And then I could get healed. And I did. But I've never really been attacked in body unless I'd missed it. In all of these years. 
And every single time I run just fast as I can and get back in. See, every step out of, out of love is sin. And if you get out of it and run as fast as you can, get back in. And the minute I got back in, then I'm all right physically. Immediately. 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 Don't mean I had to wait several days for it to clear up. Amen. Amen. But most of the time, immediately, or else I'm well on the road, you know, to the road of recovery. Uh, and so, uh, I, I, I'm very careful about this. I always have been. To walk in love. Love worketh what? What? No ill. no ill to his neighbor. That means to anyone. And especially that should be among we Christians. Amen. My wife and I went one time to preach for some folks. Bless their hearts. And so we got there. Well, I'll tell you the truth about the matter. You see, we're out on the field. We got two children in private school. They're just taking all the money we get. And you're preaching in churches. They'll just let you get so much anyway. You're going to be, you're going to be uh, no matter how much faith you've got, you're going to be hindered by those around you. I can prove that by the scripture. You go back to the Old Testament. Remember they sent the 12 spies in to spy out the land of Canaan. Two of them brought back a good report. Ten of them brought back an evil report. And that bunch held Caleb and Joshua back 40 years. Caleb and Joshua had faith and they eventually got in all right. But that unbelieving bunch has withheld them back 40 years. You get in with an unbelieving bunch, you say, unbelieving? Well, these are all people of God. Yeah, there's nothing in the world is as strange and nothing in the world is bad as an unbelieving believer. Amen. Amen. So they just let you have so much money anyway. And so we'd, we'd, we'd just send everything off we had. We just had enough money to buy gasoline. Stop by a little sandwich to get there, traveling by car. And so we got there, preached that night, thought, well, they'll take us out to eat after church. They didn't take us out to eat after church. We went to bed, got up the next morning. They got up and left because we stayed in the parsonage with them. They got up and left before we got out of bed. And so we, we got up eventually. We just had the night services. And we're just going to be there for a week. And, and, and so my wife wondered, you know, I said, well, they probably maybe went to get something. They'll come back directly. And we'll probably fix breakfast. But they didn't come back. And so then said, well, they'll probably come back at lunch, you know, and take us out to a cafeteria. I, I, I'd seen one there, you know. But we really didn't have any money to buy anything because we'd send it all off. We owed it. And, and so they didn't come back at noontime. And we, we didn't have anything to eat. And they finally come in about church time, got ready, never said a word about anything to eat. Got ready. We went to church. And I thought, well, after church, now you see it's been a day and a half since we've had anything to eat. You know, after a day and a half, your stomach begins to rub your backbone. <laughs> I mean, we're not fasting. We just ain't got nothing to eat. And I thought, well, after church, they'll take us out. But we finished the church service, second night. Went home, never said a word about anything to eat. Went to bed. So we went to bed, got up the next morning. They got up and left before we got up. So now we're over into the second day and haven't had anything to eat. I thought, well, they'll come back by noon, take us out. They, they didn't come back, take us out. So I said to my wife, let's go in the kitchen and see what we can find. And so we went in there and found one shrivel of weenie, one egg, and one slice of bread. It's sort of stale. So we fixed a piece of toast, boiled the weenie, cooked the egg, had a half egg, half a weenie, half a piece of bread, and a glass of water apiece. And I said, I know what I'm going to do. I said to my wife, 
I know what I'm going to do. See, your flesh and your mind gets all stirred up. <laughs> I'm going to call the district superintendents. I've got their private number right here in my billfold. I can call them at home. I've got their private number. They gave it to me when I preached over in their area. And they're, they're superintendent over this whole thing here. But in their city, I preach. I'm going to call the district superintendent. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask them, what kind of preachers do you have here in your district? We haven't had anything to eat here for two days. Treat us, you know, like we're what? You know, nothing. And so I went to the phone and dialed the operator, you know, because I'm going to, uh, you know, get the charges so I can pay them for it. But before the operator ever answers, I hung the phone up. You say, why? Something inside me constrained me. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. The book by Kenneth E. Hagan, Love, The Way to Victory, and the three-CD series, Listen to Your Heart by Ken Hagan. Both can be yours today for just $24.95. Call now and get this dynamic special offer. Don't delay. Call today. 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. And for those of you that are in Oklahoma City area, yes. we are there every Sunday night. Rama Bible Church at 8921 Northwest Expressway there in Oklahoma City, 6 o'clock. So come and visit our church. And I say experience Sunday morning on Sunday night. Now, they started at Saturday night services so everybody could be off on Sunday. Mm -hmm. I said, hey, just enjoy the weekend and then come Sunday, Sunday night and we have Sunday That's morning right. on Sunday night. That's right. Make plans to join us next week at this same time and station for more of this series by Kenneth E. Hagan. That's next week here on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.